Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope to Hear This podcast. Today I have with me Eric Kim. Eric is a entrepreneur who started a business uh, managing digital marketing for realtors. And previously, he worked as a data analyst for a big company. Um, so he came by to talk to us about the transition going from a stable job to having to make his own money and figure out his own income as an entrepreneur. I really appreciated this conversation because Eric gets really open and raw about everything he kind of goes through as an entrepreneur. So yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. What is this little bend? That's so cool. Yeah, that's uh Welcome to the studio. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh we're <laughs> oh, welcome to the podcast. We're recording. Awesome. No. Um but um yeah, that's just a little like attic area. Oh yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It's third floor. <laughs> but uh I thanks for doing this. For um, sure. And I, I was before we started recording, I was got about to explain to you kind of like why I reached out to you. But I was like, hey, let's record yep. that part too. So your video on YouTube, because I mean, you kind of you have two YouTube channels, right? Um, yes. Once yes. Uh, Eric talks marketing yep. and the entrepreneurial life with Eric, right? <clears throat> on the entrepreneurial life one, you posted a video about just kind of how your life as an entrepreneur is going. Yeah, and you, I really appreciated kind of the rawness of it, you know, because I'm sure the temptation to sugarcoat it and say. It's going great. Yeah. Like this is the life. This is everything I dreamed about. Um, and not, not to say that you weren't like enjoying it, but you also were very open about, you know, all the kind of challenges yeah. and kind of things that you were having to um, think about because you didn't have that steady income that you used to have. I, I really liked that. And yeah. I, saw, I thought, you know what? It'd be great to kind of capture the whole story. And um, I actually uh, left a comment on it. In a very like spammer like method, like, oh yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, <laughs> great video, let's collab. I just wanted to see your reaction, to that. but you didn't respond for like a month, and I was like, oh, it, he just filtered it out, oh. <laughs> and then, and then I, I saw you. You finally saw it. And yeah, no, I I um I use a Google account that I rarely check for that mm -hmm. ch particular channel, mm -hmm. and I don't even post on it regularly, so yeah. I never check it. When I did, I saw you comment. I was like, oh my goodness, perfect. <laughs> Um, yeah. Of course, I'd love to. And yeah. yeah, I mean, that particular episode, I was in my feels a little bit. It was like just past midnight. Mm -hmm. I had more things to do after, mm -hmm. but I was just kind of like, you know what? Like right now is a good snapshot. I would love to look back on this moment right. and just kind of make content. And, um, you know, one of, the, one of the things that I was telling my clients a lot lately is that so my business, I teach real estate agents how to do uh, video content for YouTube. And mm -hmm. a lot of what I'm telling them is you got to learn to go unscripted off the cuff, mm -hmm. just talking about what you're an expert at and allowing your authenticity to shine. And yeah. that moment, I just kind of had a moment of like, I need to practice what I preach. Yeah. And this is the perfect moment for me to just like say all my thoughts. And I just literally just did a one take, just, I think it was like 30 minutes of talking. And so, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, Thank you. yeah, and I think around that time is also when I saw you at the Space Crew, right? Um, when we first met in person. Yeah, you know what's crazy about that? Because um, I mean, we recorded a podcast together before. Um, if you guys don't yep. remember, we did one on the the census yep. thing. Um, and when you said, when I said, "Hey, Eric," and you said, "Hey, good to see you in person," like I don't know if you caught it, but there was a moment of like processing. I was like, "Really? Is it the first time you?" Because <laughs> yep. I mean, because I see you on online all the time, I I just 
I don't know. I thought we had met before that, uh, but yeah, it was the first time. Power of social media, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you don't mind, because um, you, you mentioned a little bit about what you do. If you don't mind kind of explaining to us kind of what you did before. Yeah. What made you want to go into this new space and, you know, just about how it's going right now. Yeah. Um, I spent five years at CarMax in their auto finance division uh, as a data analyst. And it feels crazy to say it out loud because I'm so far removed from that world now. Uh But I basically crunched numbers all day through Excel and SQL and all that stuff. Data Mm -hmm. analyst, putting presentations together, trying to tell you know our business leaders how the business was moving Mm -hmm. and um it was a lot of fun i enjoyed it a lot it was just um not what i had wanted for myself in terms of you know being an employee basically Mm. uh from the start i thought i was gonna i knew i was gonna quit at some point i just Mm -hmm. didn't know exactly when Mm. i gave myself about two years and i was like all right i'll do this for two years and then i'll go do my own thing Mm. it took me five years because I actually really sucked at my job when I first started. I almost got fired in the first six months. It was not good. And then I had to work my ass off to try to get back to par. And then once I got back to par, you know, I tried to get promoted. And, you know, I enjoyed that for a while. And then COVID hit. And once COVID hit, there was a moment of clarity like, oh, um, every day you're just with yourself. You're not with your coworkers. I love my coworkers. Mm -hmm. And that helped me kind of stay at CarMax because... Mm -hmm. It would be walking, walking away from those people was a lot harder than walking away from like the salary. Right. And so, um, once the coworkers were removed, it was very easy for me to see this is not exactly what I want to do. And so I had just decided, you know, first decision was I'm going to quit my job. No idea how. Next decision was I'm going to get into digital marketing. A uh, number of reasons. I follow some people on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and whatever that talk about marketing, and I've always just kind of been interested in it. Mm-hmm. Along with that, it was you know May of 2020 in the heat of COVID, and all these small businesses, especially, were trying to figure out how to go digital. And I saw a lot of people mm-hmm. fail, and I was like, you know what? I, there were enough times where I passed someone's Instagram feed, and I was like, you know what? They could have done this, 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 and this better. Mm-hmm. That I was kind of like, you know what? Let me try to to figure out exactly what I would do. And I started brainstorming a little bit like that. Oh, wow. Um, so I knew I wanted to do digital marketing, um, went through a bunch of different iterations of what I thought I was going to provide as a business. Prov- At first, it's very rogue. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to provide. I'm just like, you need help? Like, okay, let's see what we could do. Mm-hmm. And then it got narrower and narrower where I realized, you know, for my business to be sustainable, I need to choose like a industry, a niche that I serve so I know their problems, speak their language. Mm-hmm. And so... Long story short, like I ended up choosing real estate. Um, so now I serve real estate agents and the specific service I have is to run YouTube channels for mm. real estate agents. Um, I do work with some random, random like non-real estate clients as well. But um, for the most part, my business is focused on real estate agents mm-hmm. and I just help them make YouTube videos basically. Well, so you, you knew that you wanted to quit the nine to five like from the get. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. and is that when also when you had the idea for the digital marketing or did no, that come later? That came way later. Mm. Yeah. And so you, you mentioned how you kind of went rogue yeah. in the beginning, just asking, what do you need? Yeah. So was this, was it at that point you had already quit your job at CarMax or were no, you, you were still, still working? Yep. Okay. Okay. Cause yeah, working. that would be terrifying to kind of not really have a defined <laughs> This is what I do yeah. without having a, a income to kind of back you up. Yeah. I think 
well, that is true. Now that I'm seven months removed from my job, mm-hmm. I'm still like every month. I'm to- I feel like I'm totally reinventing what I thought I was gonna do. Oh wow! And so every month, I'm like, I should have just stayed at my job a little longer until I figured out. But at the end of the day, uh-huh. like it took me to quit my job for me to figure out all these things. Yeah. And I don't know if it's like one more month of figuring things out or. 12 more months of figuring things out before mm-hmm. I hit like a stride. Mm-hmm. And so in that sense, it still is kind of terrifying because mm, wow. it's always, it's the planning fallacy. You don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. and you always underestimate the amount of time it's going to take. And mm-hmm. so that's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought by November I'd be swimming in money that I've never seen before. <laughs> it's December mm-hmm. and I'm making almost nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, well, you, you do have clients that, that you are, I mean, I, I guess a lot of it's just going back into the business. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, so a lot of it, you know, with video, and I'm sure you know from editing yourself, it takes forever to do. So if you, even if you have one or two clients, it's a lot of work just to edit all the stuff yourself. And mm-hmm. so I remove that completely out of my workflow. And so I have an editor and so a lot of money immediately goes away to someone else. And so mm. even figuring out like how, what the right model is for that is a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So do you like go on site to like record videos with them or do you just kind of give them guidance? Um, so for a couple of clients I do, uh-huh. but mostly it's remote. Mm. So yeah, I would just give them guidance if they needed it, mm. give them some feedback. Um, and the funny thing is, I have no video production background. Mm. So I just kind of figure it out, watch a couple of YouTube videos, mm-hmm. say, okay, here's what you're going to do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean. But that's that's kind of crazy, though. I mean, it's cool because it kind of reveals that you don't really need a ton of background in a certain subject to pursue it, yeah. right? Um, especially if it's like you're something you're starting yourself. Um, but how, how did you... so? When, at digital marketing, right? It does, when, when I hear what you're doing and when I hear digital marketing, they, they seem like the same thing. But digital marketing seems so broad yeah. too, right? Like yeah. there could be a ton of other things that happen as well. So Absolutely. like what was the journey in kind of narrowing it down to this like video marketing for yeah. real estate? Is it No, that's a fin- Yep, that's a phenomenal question actually um, <laughs> because it absolutely was a journey. Um, mm-hmm. Digital marketing. So, I mean, really my biggest influence is Gary Vee, mm-hmm. frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, he just talks a lot about marketing and I, I kept listening to it. I was like, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. And then I kept comparing it to what I was seeing and I was like, okay, I think there's room for improvements. Mm-hmm. And without having any experience on my back, I was like, you know what? I could do this. And so that was digital marketing. Um, the next kind of crossroads is paid versus organic. Mm. So for instance, if you want to teach someone or run someone's Instagram account, there's a difference between running, being the person that's running ads on it mm-hmm. and making the post that's, you know, the organic content. Right. So I realized that I like to do the organic stuff, um, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all these platforms have an organic and a paid side. Mm. And I just didn't really enjoy the paid side as much. I just like the idea of building something that's an asset to you. Um, and so that's, you know, the next fork in the road. I chose organic. Mm-hmm. After organic, I had realized I needed to pick an industry. That's when I chose real estate. Um, basically, I signed up for a co- coaching course. They said, you can't, you know, really scale your business if you're in multiple industries. Pick one industry. Here's a list of 
industries that are profitable for a marketing person to go in. So for mm -hmm. instance, like don't choose new restaurants because they're probably not going to have a lot of money, A, right. and B, it's very difficult to track your results. Like, and, and so there's like a list of industries. All of them seemed extremely boring, like HVAC, landscaping, <laughs> roofing. Like I knew nothing about any of these. Uh -huh. Real estate was one I kind of knew because I bought a house. Right. And so I was like, that's kind of cool. Plus, like everyone, you know, wants to own real estate at some point. So I was like, okay, real estate. Mm. Um, so that's how I chose real estate. And then after that, I was still, you know, juggling, you know, if I want to run Instagram accounts for people or like, you know, do TikToks for people or whatever. And then I eventually landed on YouTube. It was just one that after a while of searching, I was kind of like, you know what? I love this strategy. Mm. I'm going to go into it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm gonna go all in, and so right now that's like the only thing that I'm doing. Um, so yeah, that's wow. how I arrived at that. So real estate, did you did? Because right now I, I don't know if, if it was like this back then, but the market is kind of crazy right now. Right? Yeah, I'm sure realtors are making a lot of money because um, houses are selling for many thousands of dollars above what it should be. Yeah, um, and just it's like it, I feel like there's no end. It keeps going up. Like any house you see on Zillow. If it's nice and a reasonable price, they sell out like, real quick. So was that part of the consideration you made? or No, it wasn't. I was very ignorant to exactly what ha was going on in the real estate market. Mm -hmm. um, well, I knew some because I had my house and I loved watching it appreciate. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but um, not really. Um, I think I generally subscribe to the idea that you know, in real estate or any industry where you're just one of like a lot. Mm. The thing that's going to impact your business more so than like the macro economic trends are like, how are you as an individual going to stand out in the crowd? Mm. And so even for me, same thing for me, like as a marketer in real estate or HVAC or solar or whatever other industry, mm. there's a lot of people doing what I'm doing. And at first I was very in my head, like, um, how am I going to compete with these people or whatever? Mm. And then I just realized like at the end of the day, if you're going to go do something, it's, you shouldn't discount yourself based on like macro factors when you're just one individual person. If you turned on from 50% to 80%, that's going to make a way bigger difference than whatever's going on in the market. And so mm, I, I kind of felt like it, it was, a, it was a journey, but I felt like, you know, it was more, kind of like my personal will would be the um, determining factor over, mm. you know, macroeconomic right. conditions. Right, right. But so just because that's the market, just what I tell myself. <laughs> right. So just because if the market like cools down or something, that doesn't mean you're going to change from real estate. Yeah, sure. Yeah. If I establish myself one day as a blue chip, you know, marketing service provider in the industry, mm -hmm. at that point, I'm sure, you know, if the market dips, like my business will dip. And if the market grows, my business will grow. But I know I'm just not there yet. So yeah. I think I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how, how has it been? So, because, well, let me say it this way. As much as I don't, I mean, it's not like I hate my job, mm -hmm. but also it's not like I love it. It's not, it's definitely not a passion, right? I mean, I, I mean, these days work's been getting better just personally, but you know, there have been many times where I, I said to myself, I wish I could quit and just work for myself. Right? Yeah. But like, I've lacked a few things to be able to do that. First of all, I, I have no idea what I would do. Sure. Um, and I also am a very <laughs> risk adverse person. Yeah. Um, so like there are a lot of things in my personality and just yeah. practicality wise, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. 
also you have a family. Right. And so like I look at you and I cast no judgment because I I don't have those responsibilities Mm -hmm. that, you know, if I did have them, I would probably make my decisions a lot more differently. Mm -hmm. So, you know. But but in that, having made that decision though, like do you, are there things that you regret, things that you wish you could have done differently or like, is, are you living the dream? Like, um, you know, I, I really enjoy my, I've enjoyed my life very much over the last six months mm. after I quit my job. Mm. Um, I've made a small fraction, if any, really, if you think about some of the expenses. So I've probably not even made any money. Mm. Um, but it's extremely rewarding for me to feel like I'm kind of paving my own path mm-hmm. and at the end of the day i would i would liken it to like you know rent versus um like equity like owning a home mm-hmm. it's like for me i not only want to have the ability to extract a, a salary mm-hmm. a pretty fixed you know pay amount but i also want the ability to squeeze this thing as as much as i, I want and mm-hmm. so make making my own business for me is kind of like um building something that's mine and yeah. Um, that, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons why I felt so compelled to do this, but I think another aspect is like the exploration of it. Mm. It's, I knew from college I was one day going to do this, even though I had no idea what it looked like. Mm. If not now, when, you know, I look at individuals like yourself or, you know, other people that have different life situations Mm. and, you know, I, if I found myself in that position, I know I would be much less likely to make a risky move like this. And so with that said, I'm just kind of like, you know what? It's COVID. I've never had this level of clarity before. Mm. I'm at the time I was 26 and then I turned 27. Now I'm 28. Mm. And I'm like, um, if not now, when? And so I just kind of went for it. And in that sense, it's been really gratifying. Um, But yeah. You know, and even with now that I kind of think about it, even with the way that you started your business, it's you do have some fallbacks in the sense that you didn't just quit college to start something yeah, or you didn't just like st- go straight out of college. Like you have a degree, you have um, some work experience under your belt. Yeah. So at your age, honestly, if you decided like two years from now, let's say, or maybe like three or four, you say, Oh, maybe this isn't for me. Yeah. Like I want to go back into the workforce. Absolutely. Like it's a real and viable option for you. Yeah. yeah. So future earning potential is still there. Mm-hmm. And not just that, like I had worked as a single person um, and received a salary for five years. And so I was able to save up money, invest Mm. in stuff. And so financially speaking, like frankly speaking, I'm not like going to go hungry anytime soon. I have a long runway because it's not like I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars building out a business or like something like that. I just kind of said, hey, like I'm going to quit and I'm going to try to find new income, which just means I go up to someone and say, hey, are you willing to pay me X number of dollars which you know I'll spend a fraction of to get it done for you, but mm. my expense comes after I get the client, right. and so it's not like there's a lot of upfront capital that's being spent. And so like financially, I think it would have been harder if I were either in like in college or in the beginning of or only a couple of years working uh, at Carmax. Uh, so yeah, in that sense, like it was a lot easier for me to make that decision too. Do Do you think you would have made? Well, let me ask you this. Well, would it have been much more difficult to do what you're doing now if you had done it straight out of college? I think if I had done 
answer is yes. Hmm. And the reason is I would have had to find income to pay my bills first. Hmm. And so what it would have looked like is me working, maybe since I'm in marketing, what I probably would have done is found someone that is in marketing and do something for them so I could learn while I'm making money, Mm. but then also take my evening time and and basically moonlight and then say, okay, if I want to build out a service, what does it look like? That happens from, you know, 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. and weekends. Um, So, uh, or I mean, that would be in the context of me having a full-time job, but in any case, like whether I'm working at Starbucks or for a marketing person, freelancing or whatever, like I would have to make ends meet first and foremost. Mm. Out of college, I didn't have that, so. Yeah. So I, I guess for the listeners out there who are younger and who are, because this is like finals time right now, right? And you're thinking, so, yeah. maybe I want to quit college. It's over, yeah. <laughs> right, right. If you, if you want to quit college and uh, start a business, I don't know, maybe hold off on it for a few years. Um, take a page out of Eric's book and, you know, unless you have a really like solid idea or, I mean, even if you have a solid idea, it's not, I don't think it would hurt to get some um work experience yeah. before going into it. Yeah, what I would say, and it's interesting that I just had this uh, wave of confidence come over me as I'm about to give this advice, <laughs> but from my one experience quitting a job, um, I think the thing that I wish I, someone had explained to me before, mm. uh, more like, you know, as a concrete theory, is like runway planning, which is mm. how much do you have to fail um, before you actually need to start making money? Right. And that comes with a plan. And so it's almost like building a business plan. If you're going to be a solopreneur, you are the business, Mm. but you still have to have a plan. So it's like, say, for instance, you're 20 years old and you want to drop out of college to be a real estate agent. Mm. That's great. Um, But it's like, what is your real runway? Like, Mm. do you have any money? Do you have someone that's going to support you? Are you going to do it yourself or whatever? Mm. Slash, how are you actually going to get to the point to make money? Because for me, I thought it would take six months and I was grossly... Um, underestimating the amount of time I thought it would take. Mm-hmm. If you are going to be a real estate agent, I think what you should do is make a plan, do as much research as possible and make a plan for like, okay, I'm going to budget like five months before my first sale ever. And this is what I'm going to do for five months. I'm going to mm-hmm. knock on doors every single day, cold call, you know, for three hours every day, whatever, whatever your plan is mm-hmm. and audit that with people who have the experience and then feel like you really have a solid runway of like money and what are you going to do and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think once you know you have like a decent runway, a decently planned runway, then you should go do it. Everything's a calculated risk, but right. I think some people just make no calculations when you could have made at least some calculations. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, because yeah, I think um, you touched on this a little bit um, on your video that you posted um, like about like mental health and things like that, mm. like things that you have to like think about now that you are having to, like you don't have a, a, a stable source of income. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think people also don't really think about that. Um, but so I, I say all this because um, longtime listeners will know that I'm a very strong advocate for going out and finding your passion and doing that. Mm. Um, not being tied down to like corporate America or like what you think is stable. Yeah. I say all this and like, I wish it's something I could do, but it's not right now. Um, but it's, it's something that I find super admirable. And I think we need more of, um, just from a practical perspective, I think, um, we need more people out there to be uh, more innovative, more creative and more outside the box thinking instead of just being cogs in the machine. Mm. So first of all, I, I, I commend you and oh, thank you. Very admirable <laughs> uh, for, for doing what you did. Uh, and, but, um, like 
the reason why I'm kind of asking these harder questions, um, and I don't know, someone might find it discouraging, um, like some of the questions or like things I'm saying, but I just want people to be realistic uh, about the their capability mm -hmm. um, in starting something like you did, mm. right? Because like I look at you and like when I hear your story, like I I think he did it right. Like he actually understood like. Because even though your business model isn't like there are expenses required, there is in the sense that you have to pay your bills, yeah. right? Um, so people who just get uh, inspired and amped up and say, I'm going to quit my job and go start something without really thinking about it, I feel like the chances of success is much lower than it needs to be. So like I'm thinking if I needed to talk to people to encourage them to um, become entrepreneurs and things like that, then we should set some realistic expectations mm. and give them some guardrails in terms <coughs> of like how they should do it. Right? Yeah. And I, 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 that's what I really appreciated about your, your video. Like that's kind of, you kind of did that mm. in a sense, um, really just being open and raw about what you were going through, you know? Yeah. I think um, there's, well, it's interesting that you frame it up as like realistic mm -hmm. and because um, I, I do think, I mean, I, I tried my best in terms of let's make sure that my um, situation is as, you know, like let's remove all chances of catastrophic like failure mm -hmm. and like whatever. And but I did make some considerations, but at the same time, like, I've leaped into a mode of like dream chasing. Mm. And so it's not like if you told me in 2022, I was going to make $20,000 total income mm. and like you're a fortune teller and you look me in the eye and told me, I'd be like, oh, interesting. Like that's makes sense. Mm -hmm. But if you told me I made a million dollars, I'd also be like, huh, I guess it worked out. <laughs> but it's not like outside the realm of possibility. Mm. Like what I'm shooting for is totally outside of what was possible in my world like a year ago. Mm. And so it's, you know, I think there's a aspect of realism. I think there's, I think the part to be realistic about is like, if I try to articulate, because I agree with what you're saying, but I think it's like, you want to be realistic about what the risks are. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's this whole other canvas of like, you just building out like, you know, because... As an entrepreneur, at least for me, there's a part of me that dreams. I'm like, okay, right. this time next year, I'm going to be in Maui mm -hmm. uh, handling my 45 clients that are each paying me $5,000 a month at like an 80% gross profit. Um, and I'll just be chilling and drinking on the beach like every day. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's the other part of me that's like, it might not, probably not happen. Somewhere between might not and probably not happen. Um, so I don't know. There's like a part of my brain that used to be highly rational and now I've jumped out into this other thing. Mm. So it's kind of interesting. Mm. Yeah. No, no I, I think that's good. That's a good point. You, you do need to be shooting and aiming for something. Yeah. Um, you can't be so realistic that you're like, well, I'm not, I'm going to make $2 next year. You know, yeah. Like you got to have to uh, aim for something so that you can keep striving for it and, and keep trying to build toward it. So yeah, I think that's a great point. Yeah. So uh, another question that I had for you um, in terms of, like what you do as a entrepreneur like yeah. like i see all the sexy parts of it right like like you get a client you ask them to pay you blah 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 but like are there like paperwork things in the back that you have to do and consider um oh god there's like paperwork <laughs> things that i don't know i have to do all oh yeah the, like i'm always yeah i i probably have a lot of like financial and legal um 
weaknesses in my mm-hmm. business currently um, that I just don't know. You know, it, it's one of those things that like there are certain like legal uh, reviews that I know I need to do, mm-hmm. but cost a lot of money. And so that to oh, me is upfront capital. That's yeah. something you should do. But the problem is, okay, problem scenario A is I go down this rabbit hole. I have the contracts that I drafted off of templates online mm-hmm. and there's like holes in it and I get sued. Mm-hmm. God forbid. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm on like tens of thousands of dollars under because I was not prepared for that liability. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I pay $2,000 for the right contract for the right service. And like next week, my whole business plan changes because that happens every single month. Like what I thought I was going to do and how I was going to structure it changes completely. And so I imagine like the legal setup of it changes too. And so there's a part of me that's kind of like, you know what? I kind of want to just put it off until I feel a little more solid about my plan. Until I get some money trickling in that I feel confident will grow. Then I'll put some legal backbone into it. But um yeah it's like there's things that i just don't know like yeah. taxes fortunately i have a uh young who um is very skilled in that and kind of just does it hooks me up with the with with you know his reviews and his advice and all mm-hmm. that stuff and so that helps me oh, out a lot awesome. but um yeah i'm just kind of um flying go what is it going as the wind blows <laughs> yeah. i mean so like not great did you have to like set up like an llc or whatever yes. and things like that yeah, yeah. It, it, I, is that like a hard process? Uh, no, you just kind of like you know Google how to set up an LLC, and mm-hmm. uh, the first video will teach you how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel paranoid, you can watch three videos, and they tell you the same thing. Then mm-hmm. you feel pretty good about it. So, um, yeah. So, because um, I asked because my wife <clears throat> has like a, a small business that she runs too. Um, she, I mean, she hasn't quit her job though. She's pretty risk adverse like me, but. There are a lot of things like on the side that she has to do that like I don't even understand, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just because she sells like baby clothes. Oh, um, but like in, wow. instead of just the, the selling babies clothes part of it, like she has to like talk to her like CPA yeah. and like all these sort of things. So how did like so for people like you, how do you figure out that's what you have to do? Like, I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> even the whole like the LLC thing. I only know because my wife had to do that. I, th- I don't remember exactly. I think it was part of the training in the coaching course that I did. Mm. And so that's how I stumbled upon it. I, I don't see. really know what I was thinking when I did it. I, I just did it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's great, though. Yeah. And also, you, you talk a lot about kind of um, going to people to for reviews or like getting guidance and things mm-hmm. like that. So do you have like a network of people that kind of support you? Um. It's a nebulous network of people. Um, I think, actually, I was just talking to someone about this today where, like, there are some people that could help you, different people help you in different ways. And I think one of the challenges with, like, starting my own business is the problems become so specific Mm. that there are very few people you feel you could go to for Uh, good advice, you know? I can, and, and so it's one of those things, too, where, everyone has an opinion. So if I like decide to start sharing my problems, my mom will start telling me how to run my business. <laughs> my dad will start telling, like anyone will tell me how to run my business if I ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've become very like, no, let's keep my problems to myself. And mm. also like when I do have a problem, I'm like very selective about who I go to. Um, some things like 
I feel like I have someone to ask, but oftentimes, like, especially when I'm struggling, like, the hardest is when I'm stuck and it just feels like there's no one to ask. Mm. Um, so that part's hard. Um, actually, just recently, I signed up for another round of coaching. Last year, I around this time, I signed up for coaching. It was kind of a big, like, investment. It was like $6,000. Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> this year, I got another... I kind of had a bad experience, actually. And, um, With the coaching? Yeah, it was kind of like the guy that led it was this scummy 23-year-old kid who uh, made his first million dollars at 21 and he just had no value like values and it was mm-hmm. anyway, um this year I signed up for or literally today I put the down payment on a program that's about double that and so now like you know, I'm kind of nervous about it cuz I'm like, man, I'm just digging myself into deeper and deeper holes, mm-hmm. but at the same time like I just need someone to go to and someone to help me and guide me. And I just feel like I've been aimless for a while. So, Hmm. yeah. Oh, so I feel like these like courses and and coaching things are, I mean, you must've had somewhat of a good experience for you to go to one of those again. Right. It was, yeah, but different program, but it, I I know there's value in it. Mm. Um, I just feel like, you you know, how I vet them would be, is different now than it was a year ago. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, if, even if you don't know people personally, I guess there are programs and things out there that yeah. you can go to. Oh, that's good yeah. to know. That's good to know. And so you pay for the coaching, but you also get connected with the community. It's always like a Facebook group, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so you can just start adding people in the Facebook group and see what they do, and you can reach out to them and mm-hmm. connect with them and jump on Zoom calls and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's cool. Oh, that is great. Yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, people going through similar struggles definitely uh can help each other out yeah you know uh, what's funny is um this interface that i'm using here mm-hmm. i did i couldn't figure out how to make it compatible with the program mm-hmm. that i'm using here um and i like looked online everywhere i couldn't figure it out o- only place i could figure it out was on this like sp- very specific forum of people uh, doing yeah so like people posting and things yeah. like that so like yeah, there's always someone out there who oh, knows yeah. the, the answer to like what you're going through. So it's uh, it sounds like it's a good idea to kind of broaden your community when it comes to people like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I'm the type of person that I just like the affirmation of someone else to feel like I'm not crazy or mm. trying something or just like getting second opinions and stuff. Mm. So um, definitely helped out. Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to I wanted to kind of and. If this gets uncomfortable, you can stop me at any point. But I just wanted to kind of get a better understanding of like how you are doing, you know, just like mentally and emotionally. Yeah. Because right? I'm sure when you first quit your job, um, you were very excited. Yeah. And like high spirited. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure like the first few speed bumps you ran along or came along, um, like maybe some of that went a little bit down. I'm sure it's a roller coaster, right? But like... How has it been for you personally? Um, that's a, it, it's been definitely interesting. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm, in a sense, I'm doing what I love and all that stuff. But like, in another, there's definitely a, kind of a dark side to it where. Um, kind of what I was talking about earlier like the even going going to certain people like I feel like if I'm struggling in my business it is a lonely struggle mm. but that business struggle is not a business struggle it's just a business struggle it's like a emotional struggle too yeah. and so 
in that sense, there's like a loneliness. Yeah. And in that sense, there's a, um, yeah, I mean, like recently I, I felt, I feel myself becoming very prickly. Like mm. people, like what I would usually show flexibility and grace for, I am now like, nope. I'm not going to let people disrespect me like that. Like I have my boundaries. Like you're not going to do that to me. Like everyone, I'm just like, no, you can't do. And so I'm always like emotionally responding to these um, people, not maybe like at them, Mm. but it's always like, all right, the next time you do that, it's over for you. (laughs) (laughs) So like, do you, Um, can you give us any specifics? Cause one, one thing I, I'm sure you go through a lot is people saying, Oh, like you do digital marketing. Can you help me out a little bit? Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not going to pay you kind of thing, you know? Well, that's not it at all. Like I actually would love to, I love doing that stuff. For people. Oh yeah. Um, it's more of like, I'm very selfish about my time. I think mm-hmm. it's like my, my whole life is dedicated around like, how am I going to make this business work? Right. And so oftentimes the hours are longer it's not like if it's saturday night doesn't Mm. mean you and me are gonna hang out buddy it's like that's my that might be my work time um and so like my close close friends know that like for me like i'm kind of always on the grind Mm. but you know for people that are just outside that like level of understanding with me Mm. sometimes i just feel very misunderstood when they're like yo let's hang out and i'm like but we just hung out uh, the, or, right. or, or like, I don't know. And it's like so many instances like this where I just feel like I have to guard my time. Yeah. And in that I feel so prickly. And mm. in that sense too, like I just feel like I'm being sensitive or I'm just being difficult. But at the same time, like you can't give out your time right. um, all the time. And so it's, I don't know. I, I bring up the prickly thing because that's like something that grew that I did not think would happen. And so I mm. don't know if there's something underneath that that's like really unhealthy or something. Mm. But I know that that wasn't necessarily there before. I don't know if th- that's me being better at preserving my boundaries mm. or if that's me just being insecure. And like, you know, my whole life is dedicated toward I'm going to go chase this dream that I, I had. And yeah. if it doesn't work out, like I don't even know what. Right. So I wonder if it has anything to do with the fact that not a lot of people like understand your perspective because not a lot of people are entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm sure a lot of the people who are that way towards you are people who just either, you know, have a nine yeah. to five or something else where their free time is their free time. Yeah. You know, but then for you, literally 24 hours a day can be time spent bettering your business and you know getting you like one step closer to your dream right so i i I don't i if i were you i would feel very frustrated that like even my close friends who say oh yeah i I understand your time is your time but in my head i would think you don't really know what it's like because you you're not there in that in my position yeah yeah um there's yeah i mean I don't know that it's so much that as much as like, like, I guess it is that it's just me not being able to, or me feeling like other people just don't see how important it is to me. Uh, and yeah. so it's like, um, yeah. Like if people are like, Hey, just take a break. Come out. It's no big deal. Exactly. Kind of mm. It's, um, 
it's two things. It's one, like you think I want to hang out with you more than I want to work. And two, it's you think I need to take a break because you think it's not good for me. Mm. And for me, like that's not, and it's so strange that I feel almost offended when people make that, like say that because it's like, um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just mm. like, you don't know me. Right, right. <laughs> it's, just yeah. like, it's just like, I feel more myself and more full and alive when I am going at the speed that I am. Mm. Like everyone has a different ratio. Like you might be 80% go and 20% relax mm. or 50%, 50 or, or 20, 80 the other way. Mm. I don't know. Everyone's different, but like, I'm just going at my speed mm. that for some people might look like, I'm a workaholic might look like I'm just being, I'm toxic or like whatever. And that's not it at all. Um, This is just my speed. And like, if I guess I feel judged, I don't know. Um, But yeah, it's interesting that I'm like articulating all these things because I do feel very defensive about it sometimes. Um, So yeah, and I would say that that's something that's very difficult for most people to understand because like that ratio you were talking about, mm-hmm. like most everybody else has the same ratio. And that's just the time that they spend at work and the time that they spend at home. Right. Yeah. So like for to understand anyone else with a different ratio, it's yeah, it's I don't think it would come naturally. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And it's also the um Everyone, like, for instance, when I was in college, if someone, if you asked any of my peers, like, whether he was a hard worker, everyone would say no, because I didn't do (laughs) shit for college. Like, for my classes, like, I always procrastinated, like, you know, but then the things that I did, like, I put my heart and soul into it. Mm. And so it's really just about finding, like, what those things are. Yeah. Um, And so, like, I try not to judge people, like, like, you or I have a fixed like ratio of like work right. play right. um there certainly might be differences but it's like if you put me in this environment i'm gonna act like this versus mm-hmm. if you put me here you know right. i'm gonna be a totally different person and so i think um yeah i guess that's because at carmax mm-hmm. I hate to say this to my former employers but i figured out a way to work like five hours a week and still get about the same work done so it's <laughs> yeah. like I'm still going to get paid the same amount. Yeah. So it's like I figured a way to game the system because I wasn't like so excited about doing data analysis for a Fortune 500 company. Mm-hmm. I was going to do what I need to do and do other things or yeah. just watch TV or whatever. Right. So um, my life yeah, definitely looked a lot different like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say that um, <clears throat> like your relationships have been strained because of yes. that prickliness that you were talking yes. about? Yes. So is there something that you wish you could articulate to like all your friends at once <laughs> saying like, Hey, like that's so passive aggressive, this, but well, I think no, if they've listened to this point, uh-huh. like it probably affected at least it affected them at, on some level. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, I think, you know, if I had to tell, oh my, I don't know, I think like, I don't know. That's a weird question. I don't know. Um, no, in, in terms of like setting a baseline, right? Yeah. Like um, to to say like something as simple as, hey, if I say I, I can't hang out with you, that's not because I don't like you. Yeah. You know, like because I'm sure there are 
some of that that's, strain. That's very true. That I agree with. I'll second that statement <laughs> or I'll sign on to it. Uh, yeah. yeah, Eric's friends, if you're listening, just because he says he can't hang out with you, doesn't. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I really hope none of my friends watch this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. That, no, yeah. No, that's. Um, because hmm. I, you don't really think about the relationship aspects of like starting a business, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I've always been a believer that for every yes is an, another no, mm-hmm. whether you decide to acknowledge it or not. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, you know, there are some people that feel that they can have it all, mm-hmm. but it's not true. When you graduate from college, you're going to lose eight, 90% of those friends and mm-hmm. probably make new ones. Yeah. Um, for, you know, every new connection I've made in my life over the last, like, however long, whether through a coaching program and I met them and I've spent time with them, talking to them, whatever, or, like, friendships that have gotten deeper as a result of me being on my path and their path being somewhat aligned or right. whatever, um, you know, it comes with some, like, removal of availability as well. Mm. Um, so, you know, I know that if... I'm just living my life or you're living your life and decides to go a different way, then that's going to naturally change the relationships that are in your life or mine. So, you know, I am comfortable with that, but there are definitely tough moments, um, you know, especially with the closest friends where it's like you want to be there for them and you don't want them to have the wrong idea, but you feel misunderstood and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Well, let me ask you about another thing from your video. You mentioned um, how you weren't able to meal prep um, like you wanted to, <laughs> and, and you were finding that you weren't really taking care of yourself yeah. like, physically. Yeah. H- have you found a balance to that or a solution or anything like that? Or are you still just... No, I'm working at it. Like I'm, I've been on kind of a good... I've been My behavior has been good over the last couple of weeks, so mm. I'm trying to stay on that. But mm. who knows might get hit with a wave of stress and just get knocked off of that. Mm. But for me, like I feel great when I'm eating right and when I'm like working out a lot, like I just love it. Um, just, I just feel like very, um, I don't know, just like full of energy. Like activated. Um, Yeah. 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 So that's where I'd like to be, but you know, Mm. yeah. So let's talk about uh, some good things now. Um, in in terms of, like being your own boss pretty much like what are some of the benefits that you you face and get to enjoy now that you didn't get to at carmax yeah well i mean there's like limitless learnings it's Mm -hmm. never concrete Mm -hmm. like it's never like your manager sits you down you're like hey eric we got your stretch assignment uh previously you had to kind of you know um do the analyses as prescribed but now we're just gonna give you an open-ended question you're gonna have a little more scope um if you have any questions like i'll be here for you but you know it's like very like piecewise but now it's kind of like i'm just dropping myself in the water and it's like as problems come you just deal with it and i kind of love that Mm. aspect of learning all the things like you know my great i think aspiration is to become like a very skilled business person Mm. and i want to learn how to do sales how to do marketing Mm. how to um you know make deals or you know find good investments or you know figure out how to do a right partnership how to hire how to train how to when to and not to enter into agreements with other like all those Mm. things like are things that i would love to learn how to do and so i just feel like it's like 
the best kind of learning. Mm. Um, and in that sense, you know, I'm just enjoying it mm. a lot. Um, yeah, that's probably, probably the biggest thing that comes to mind. Mm, learning. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause you, you stay at a job for long enough. You're pretty much just going to be stuck in a rut doing the same thing kind of over and over again. Yeah. I mean, there's room to grow for sure, mm. but, um, yeah, no, just never really activated me, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I think the open-endedness of it is really exciting as well. Because like you, you talk about how you've changed the changed the direction of your business a few times. I'm sure that's... Oh, yeah. Every time you do that's it. That's regular. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah. What about like getting to make your own hours? Do you, do you get to do that or... Yeah, I do. And so it's nice, you know, for instance, if I want to work out at certain times, mm. like it, that... It, it's all good. Mm. If there's a friend from out of town, like I'll never be, you know, tied up with work because mm. like it, it's flexible. Mm. Um, but I mean, that also is another thing. It's like some people think your time is so flexible uh, and some people try to take advantage of that. And, yeah. you know, um, but yeah, I mean, it's flexible. It, it's nice. Yeah, it's definitely nice. I know totally what you mean with that, because I actually worked from home even before COVID. Okay. Um, and my wife would ask me to do things because I'm home. But then just because I'm like flexible doesn't mean that like I yeah. have, I don't have things to get done. So that's like, funny. yeah, Silly yeah, wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's but, no, I, I love you, honey, if you're listening. <laughs> but um, no, I, I think, uh, yeah, man, this, I'm getting like such different insight into the life of an entrepreneur a life of a starving entrepreneur <laughs> it's as in you know i haven't like made it yet it's one of those things i feel like i'm i feel like i'm when people ask me you know are you an entrepreneur i almost want to i have the urge to say aspiring entrepreneur mm. because i feel like i haven't landed in terms of like i'm not making money yet mm. no I'm, I'm, well, i don't mean like millions of dollars but like I, I still haven't proven it out where I can pay my bills mm. because if I can't do that, this is not a sustainable option. Mm. And I'm just having fun at this right. point. This is a hobby. If I can't make it work like sustainably financially, mm. um, I feel like I can't really call myself an entrepreneur. Mm. I am doing, I am an entrepreneur, but I feel like I got to, you know, build something that's sustainable first. Mm. But, um, well, you, I mean, you do have clients that pay you, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that at that point it's all about just scalability. Like, how do you get more clients to pay you, right? Yeah. So I mean, I feel like you're in a very good place in terms of, I mean, if you were someone, like, I would agree with what you're saying if you were just trying to get clients, right? And like, you weren't really, you had like zero inflow of cash. Yeah. But you you have that, um, and it it sounds like you know what you're doing. Um, it sounds like you at least have the resources to figure out things as they come. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, w I would definitely call you an entrepreneur. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, entrepreneur, entrepreneur life with Eric. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As yeah. I've uh, named my YouTube channel, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I wanted to ask uh, a little bit about your podcast that you. Yeah. Well, do you do, does that? Do you still do that on the regular? Yeah, episode comes out every week. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it started out as twice a week. That was too much. Yeah. Now even once a week is a lot. So. Uh, you know. So is that mean that's. The target audience is realtors, is Correct. that right? And so it's it's trying to give them advice on how to do marketing, Correct. and then you're hoping that that will you know turn into sales for you in terms of like yeah. clients approaching you. Yeah, it's just a good way to build relationships with people. Mm. And um, yeah, I mean, same reason um, I would start a YouTube channel, not the entrepreneur life one, but you know my 
um, I also make like YouTube videos mm-hmm. in the same kind of vein. So, you know, just Eric adding value. Marketing. Yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, trying to add value to realtors. Mm-hmm. And hopefully if they see value, then they'll be inclined to reciprocate mm-hmm. if they have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just trying to build my personal brand, really. You know, so have you have you made like connections through that? Yeah, process? absolutely. Oh. Um, not just the long form podcast, but mostly through TikTok. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah. surprising. So what I do is I cut up the podcast into pieces and then mm-hmm. post it on TikTok mm. with, you know, things that, like little nuggets that I think people will, will like. Mm-hmm. And then that gets views where, you know, if you post it on YouTube or put it up on a podcast platform, like it's very unlikely someone's going to search for it. But if you just try to make a good TikTok, then the algorithm could push it out to a lot of people. Right. And that's how I kind of make initial connections with people. And I make my own TikToks. Mm-hmm. So that's how I really get my foot in the door. And then if they want, they could listen to the long form podcast. Oh, wow. So there's like there's like levels. There's TikTok yeah. and then like long form podcast and then like actually reaching out to you. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. I mean, like not... A, yeah th- so it's like it's a like funnel right mm-hmm. in marketing they always talk about funnels where you have like how do you get people up into the top of your funnel mm-hmm. and that's like tiktok for me mm-hmm. where you know even if they don't know me yet tiktok works in a way where it'll get put out to strangers all the time right so that's my chance of building a connection with someone new and then as they get to know me a little more then they might decide to watch like a 10 minute or 20 or 30 minute video mm-hmm. where i'm talking yeah so how do um realtors out there how do they reach out to you like just instagram or? yeah instagram tiktok youtube whatever the case may be mm-hmm. um it's not so like i don't get so many requests all the time that it's like overflowing from mm-hmm. all the channels but uh, tiktok is usually where it happens first and then instagram mm-hmm. yeah so, so let's say that there's a realtor listening right now who's interested in using your services like well, what can you kind of offer them yeah, it's um, so currently like the only thing, the one package that I have is cr- helping you create a YouTube channel, but it comes with like coaching and video editing and um, repurposing of content similar to what I just talked about where mm-hmm. you have your like main long form content, mm-hmm. but it could also be used for social media. And so basically what I would do is work with them for at least six months mm-hmm. to make content. I brainstorm with them help them understand exactly how YouTube works and figure out a way for them to use YouTube the way that they want um, in order to generate leads. I'm not doing this just for like, hey, like let's make videos just so we have videos. Like, no, we're going to make these exactly in a way where it's actually going to bring people business um, even while they're asleep versus like having to do outreach and host community events and go to networking things. Mm. Um, YouTube is great, like social media as well, where... YouTube is going out to people that are actually searching. Mm. And so like with social media, you could connect with a bunch of random people and you'll get referrals like that, certainly. But the cool thing about YouTube is people that are actually doing research will be searching like, oh, what's to know about the Atlanta real estate market? If you have a video, then they're gonna see your face. And if you have the right kind of calls to action, then they could reach out and maybe use you to list their home Mm. or whatever the case may be. Mm. Um, So it's that, it's coaching to figure out how they can get most natural, most comfortable, most impactful on video. Mm. And um, and then um, also repurpose those clips for social media so that, you know, their followers will always see kind of like what they're up to and stuff. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. You sold me. If I were a realtor, I would use you. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That's awesome. So, I I mean, any kind of last thoughts? Um, We're... Heading into an hour. Oh, wow. I didn't even see that. That's where the time Yeah, was. yeah. That's, that's oh, why I, I kept kind of like looking. Uh, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. 
Uh, I'm getting played off right now. Um, no, 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 no. I'm playing. I'm honestly, playing. honestly, we can go another no, hour. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll spare you from that. But no, I really appreciated this. And but so if you've had thoughts, certainly to mm-hmm. quit your job, like mm-hmm. what are you, where were you? Where did you land? Mm-hmm. It, where was the furthest you've gone with that thought? So uh, the first job I worked at UPS, uh-huh. and it was the worst experience. Mm. Um, not so much because of the company, but because of the person I was working under. Uh. And I, I think that was when I was most like, should I just quit um, and like kind of do something else? I, I was really into art in mm. my younger years. Interesting. Uh, I got talked out of going to art school. Wow. So there, there was a part of me that was like, should I go to like one of those programs and like learn graphic design and like go into that? And that, like, that's kind of as far as I got. Like, I gotcha. never, I don't think I ever, like, seriously thought of, like, starting, like, a business like you did. Um, but mainly because, like, I just, I, again, I have no idea what I would do. Yeah. Like, I have zero ideas on what would be great. <clears throat> like, I envy people like you who, like, see a need for something and you're like, oh, I can provide that and then do it. I just don't have that in me. But if, I don't know, if, if an opportunity arose then maybe I would take it, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm honestly, I'm just too scared mm. to, to quit. Yeah. Especially because I mean now more than ever, cause I have two daughters. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, if it's not your path, it's not your path. Mm. And again, like it's something that I, it's interesting. Like I used to, <clears throat> as soon as I sat down with someone and like, we were talking about their work or whatever, and they hinted at anything that could turn to a business. I'm like, Oh my goodness, you should totally do it. Mm. Quit your job, do this, 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 go to this training, do the, you know, set this up like this, make a TikTok, like mm. you could totally do it. Yeah. And I just was imposing like what I would do if I were in their shoes. Mm. Um, and then I'm, you know, quickly, and then I'm realizing like, you know, it's like, especially having going longer and longer and longer into kind of like, you know, um, entrepreneurship without really bearing the fruit Mm. like it's not for everyone it's not you know stable it's not like it's it's you know even me like i might go back into having a job Mm. and if i come try doing this thing for two years and quit like that's definitely something that i wouldn't recommend for anyone that just doesn't have the desire to be an entrepreneur at all Mm. and so i think there's um I see a lot of entrepreneurs, myself included, and other people like just judging, you know, people that are not entrepreneurs. But I think there's kind of like needs to be mutual respect of like mm. everyone's just in their own lane. Yeah. And um, you know, you just gotta appreciate it for what it is. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, if there's anyone out there who's thinking lowly of someone because they're not in the same kind of situation as themselves, yeah. that's just messed up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I hugely admire you for, for what you're doing. And actually, I appreciate that. And I, I even like your spirit of like wanting to convince like, you know, like the whole when you hear someone like a potential for a business idea and yeah. something they're talking about. Like, I think there are people out there who need that. Yeah. Like who have the desire, who might have like kind of underneath a few layers might have the idea. Mm. Like they need people to kind of like bring it out and, yeah. and maybe like explore it with them, you know? Yeah. So like. I, I really appreciate that spirit about you. Yeah. I appreciate it. And this, you know, this podcast is like main, mainly aimed at, you know, getting the Asian American story out there, but also for Asian Americans to, you know, be able to encourage each other. Right. And in the, especially in the Asian American 
kind of space and culture, it's not that highly looked upon sometimes, especially from our like parents, mm. to see somebody like start like leave a stable job and start a business. You yeah. know what I mean? So like a lot of people, I think, out of fear, even when they do have good ideas, just stay where they are instead of going out and exploring like you. Mm. And actually, if if you have time, I, I do have one more question. Yeah, no, um, I have time. Like, yeah, how, what was your parents' response to all of this when when you? Not really anything crazy. I, oh. I kind of my relationship with my parents, like I don't really let them decide for me anything. Mm. Mm. And so I'll tell them after the fact and I'll tell them like even during and whatever. And if they have a strong opinion, like they might try to, well, my dad's very like parents, very like libertarian. Like I'll do what I want. Like he just lets us right. make the big decisions for ourselves. Mm. Um, my mom is more soft spoken, but if she has an opinion, like she'll say it. Like, for example, she tried to talk me out of buying a house last year, things like that. Like, you should get this type of job, whatever. Um, but, like, they're not the type of Asian parents that really try to prescribe my life to me. And so, in that sense, I'm very grateful. But uh, they, yeah, were very, um, not, like, warmly supportive, I would say. But they're kind of, like, they respect what I'm doing. Mm. And I think that's all I needed. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome because, yeah. and that's pretty rare. I would say that many Asian American parents were shell shocked with having to run their own businesses. You yeah. know, and all the heartache and pain and tears and blood that goes into it. Um, so, yeah, to have parents that support you and that that's that's great. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, and the fact that you like kind of exude this spirit of like an entrepreneurship to those around you, I think that's also great. Mm -hmm. Like I can, I think that can be encouragement for people who don't receive it from like somewhere else. Yeah. And maybe, you know, they might take the leap and, and start something. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, if anyone wants to connect with me on that, you know, I'm down to chat always. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll, knows. I'll uh, link your Instagram on, on the Instagram post associated with this episode. For sure. Yeah. And you know, I, I really want another last thought. One thing I really appreciate about you doing this is the fact that, you know, you don't consider yourself having succeeded, right? Um, you know, I've talked to a lot of people um, who are like starting things or doing things. And I ask them, hey, like, can you come share your story on my podcast? And they'll say, I'll come on once I've succeeded. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, I totally understand, you know, when people say that. Um, but also to get a glimpse of kind of what you're going through in the moment. I think that's so special mm. because... Like you don't see that, like you you can like you you know like listening to like Gary Vee, mm. like he's a millionaire, like and the, the advice he gives is really great, but also it's coming from a guy who's already succeeded, and yeah. it's not really like to get the perspective of someone in the thick of it, and saying like I'm just I'm just gonna plow ahead and try to see where yeah. this goes, and like this is my mindset right now, and these are the things I'm going through, yeah. like that's that's really special and important to have insight into. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that this will encourage a lot of people to do it right. You know, not just jump into shark infested waters, but, you know, mm -hmm. try to figure out how to get it done and take a leap, but a more controlled and slightly safer leap, you know, yeah. um, instead of uh, a perfect form cannonball at the right time <laughs> right, right. after considering wind and other factors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just don't make mistakes that you can avoid by um, you know, taking simple uh, precautions in, in, in the in the get during the get 
Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, again, thank you so much for coming. Absolutely. Um, guys, check out uh, Eric's social media, uh, all the things that he's doing. Um, yeah, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial life, is it? Entrepreneurial life with Eric. Yeah, with Eric. Um, I, I've, I've been enjoying that. Um, so, yeah, guys, uh, please connect with Eric. Um, and like he said, he's, he's down to connect with people. Um, and I think he, again, exudes the spirit of getting people to uh, um, pursue their dreams. So I talk about it a lot. I, I don't really, I talk to talk, but I don't walk the walk. But this is a man that is actually walking walking it right now hey man this man's on episode 120 something (laughs) of his podcast that's something Uh, oh thank you thank you that's something thank you um and so yeah guys uh uh thank you so much and uh yeah thank you you know we'll talk to you guys next time